listening to the Every Child Can Learn podcast. The podcast is offered to you by Backup Uganda and Brainstart. You can listen to our podcast online on our website www.backupuganda.org. And if you are in Gulu, you can pick up the audios offline from Mega FM, Radio Rupin, Divine Video, and Music Library. Head teachers from the district schools can pick these podcasts from the district education office, and head teachers from city schools can pick theirs from the city education office. You can as well pick up the podcast episodes from the following schools Highland Primary School, Gulu Prison Primary School, Gulu Town Primary School, Mary Immaculate Primary School, St. Joseph's Primary School, or Christ the King Demonstration Primary School. Do you like our podcast? Feel free to share it with your family, friends, and neighbors. The more people learn about learning difficulties, the better we can help our children. Welcome to our 11th episode of Every Child Can Learn. My name is Laniero Gladys, and I'm very delighted today to meet with a doctor that he's going to introduce himself and tell us more about what he does and how he can help our children or our parents. Let me welcome him. You're most welcome. Thank you so much, Gladys. Uh, I'm called Isaac Ojok. By profession, I'm a speech and language therapist, a person who sees people with communication difficulties, uh, feeding, swallowing difficulties, and also hearing, because I'm also an audiologist, so I deal with hearing also. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I know our listeners are already very much interested in how can we help our children or how can we help someone who has gotten a speech and language difficulty. So Isaac, I would love you to tell us something about the work that you do as a speech and language therapist so that our listeners can get to understand more. Yeah, basically, our work is all about uh, with children or adults with communication difficulty, feeding and swallowing difficulty. As I said, also hearing. But I think I will be focused so much on feeding, swallowing and communication as per now. So uh, a speech and language therapist, just like uh, occupational therapies, physiotherapies, uh, psychiatrists, oh, and all other therapists, music therapists, what we do, we do treat this condition without medicine. So in, uh, in, our, in our work, we see these children, we don't treat them with medicine. We do what is called therapy. Uh, what has been developed and has been proved, tested, it is evidence-based that when, the, when you follow all those procedures with children, they will improve. When you follow all these procedures with parents, with an adult, they will improve. And when you give them, when you give them to parents to go and do it, you expect when they have done it, you expect the what? Good outcome out of that. So that is basically what I do. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Isaac, for sharing that. Before I continue, I wanted you to tell us more about 
the procedures you kept mentioning, what are those procedures that we can follow so that our children or our learners can be helped? Yeah, thank you so much. Um, I think the procedures are very many and I, I, I cannot exhaust it completely here. Uh, but one thing that I want to say it clearly, when we do our treatment or when we do our therapy to the children or an adult that we are seeing or to the patient that we see, what we do, we first do assessment, what is called assessment. We find out what is the problem with this child and what could be like the cause of this problem that we are seeing. Okay, When we get that, we know like this child maybe has a, a learning difficulty or this child has a problem with understanding a language or understanding instruction, then we know like this child basically is not talking or is not saying much what because of understanding difficulty. So that is where now we start from. Hmm? We build our procedures, we start training these children, we start doing therapy session with these children to build up, to improve on their, what? On their understanding. There are different procedures, there are different therapeutic procedures that you can use to improve the communication or to improve the language of this child. Once this child pick up with, communic with understanding, then you know their speech will improve, their expressive talking will improve, so a lot of things will improve, their social skills will improve, so everything, the chemistry around that child will change dramatically and will improve. So that is what I can talk about our profession and what we what we do with those children. Thank you so much for sharing that and also to our listeners and the parents who are listening to us. Just like Dr. said, this does not necessarily mean you are going to give your children or whoever has this challenge medicine. It is something that he has already explained that they go through stages of therapies that they give them and more you'll, you'll also have to understand uh, when we continue sharing or when he continues sharing with us. So uh, besides all that, how is your work related to children's learning? This is something that I know our parents are so much interested in understanding and getting to know. How is your work related to children's learning? Thank you so much. That is a very good question. Communication, actually, is also learning. When a child cannot communicate, that child will be having difficulty with learning new things. Why? Because the bit of learning, that is the receptive understanding of language, it involves a lot of learning skills. Okay? So we know, like, basically, when a child cannot express themselves, a child cannot talk well, then that one also will limit the, under what? the, the learning procedures or the learning modalities that that child can use to learn. Because when you cannot understand, you will not learn. When you cannot express yourself, you cannot learn. When you don't have the social skills, and the social skills come with communication, when you don't have the social skills, you will not also what? be able to learn. I give an example. Children with Down syndrome, they have difficulty with what? With learning. Why? Because sometimes they, they cannot communicate. Sometimes they have a problem with what with understanding what people are saying. But when you improve on their speech, when you improve on their understanding, they will learn more. 
to, to the extent that they can even they can be able to read, they can be able to write. Okay, so our our work is so so much is actually very. I could say like it is they are similar. Mm? They are similar. When somebody doesn't communicate, somebody will have problem with. When somebody has problem with communication, that problem will also be learning. So we see a lot of children with learning difficulty in this clinic, and also at the same time we see a lot of children with communication difficulty presenting with learning difficulty, vice versa. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Isaac, for sharing that. Uh, there is something that has come up in my mind, and I've been meeting a lot of this in communities and, and also with one of uh, our neighbor's child. This is a child who grew up up to around five years, but didn't know how to speak. So I really don't know whether it is a connection with the brain or something to do with that tongue. Of course, they tried all possible ways to help this child, but also this child uh, stayed with a maid who didn't know English but would speak their language. So I don't know if this can also affect the child's speech. Thank you so much. That is also a good question. I will start by answering like this. As a parent, also as a human being, when children or when somebody have problem, we do have, we bring a lot of hypotheses. Hmm? We do, we bring a lot of ideas. What could be the cause of that, okay? So it's the same thing that like when a child is not communicating, most parents will say like, I think my child has a problem with the tongue. Hmm? Could be the child has a tongue tie, you know, like this and this. They bring a lot of ideas. Just to bring the whole thing like this child need to go and see what? A specialist or to go and seek help outside there. So I will start with the brain. Our brain, it is a very complex organ in our body. Why am I saying this? Because the brain controls everything in our body. Starting from our breathing, our vision, our hearing, all of them, our communication, our feeding, all of them has pinned the brain's function. And it has a different small parts that control this. So sometimes when a child, maybe can be when the child is still in the home, or immediately after bath, or during the bath, or even in adulthood, when you have got an accident, you have hit your head, when the brain has got any problem or has suffered any injury, there will be an impact depending on that area. So we see most of our children having problem with communication. We think like maybe it's something that has happened outside. No, but it is originating from the, the brain because the area for, for understanding it is there. The area for expression, talking, it is there. The area for getting those speech sounds that we have, it is there. And there are connections between these areas. So when there is a problem in the connection, you will find that this child has a problem. When there is an area in, the, in getting the speech sounds, a child will have a problem. When the problem is in the understanding of the word, a child will have a problem there. So you find that children will be exhibiting or will be experiencing different difficulty. So we need to see, we need to bring that child, we need to bring that child to the therapist and we do assess and we find what could be the problem. Could it be the brain? Could it be physical problem or maybe like the tongue tie? So if we get this, we can start doing what is 
right for this child when you do therapy that can improve the child's life. Okay, thank you so much. Maybe before I ask something else that I want to know, does the environment where the child lives affect the child's pitch? I am giving, uh, I'm asking this from the perspective that this child lives with the maid and the only two in this place. And the other child who lives with uh, 20, 30 people in the same area, does that affect the child learning how to speak or that is a connection in the brain? That is a very brilliant, brilliant question. Environment, our environment really impact not only on the communication or speech and language, and it also impact on our learning abilities, okay? So there's a lot of research that has been done in our field. One child has been two children born from the same, they were identical twin, you know? So these children has been separated. One has been fed with a lot of communication. Then one has been given everything but was lacking the communication. All these children grew up at the same pace. They are all looking the same at the same age. But one was talking, then the other one was not talking. This one was understanding very many things, then the other one could not learn. Why? It is the environment that has been. So basically I would say like, when children are ex exposed to language, if they don't have, mark me there, if they don't have any difficulty, if they don't have any problem with their brain, or any sickness that has hindered the development of the brain, this child will learn properly. But if they don't have any problem and still the environment has been poor in their communication, in their stimulation, then this child will also experience problem with communication and also learning at the same time. So environment do impact a lot. Even when children are having problem with communication or learning, when the environment is positive, this child is bound to what? To bounce out, to bounce up from, like to come out from that problem will improve a lot. So environment do impact. Thank you so much for clarifying that. And our listeners, you'll have to understand that sometimes you'll have children or you have a child who will take long to to learn how to speak, but that shouldn't really be a guarantee that this child has got this condition or this problem. Doctor, I wanted you to also help us understand well, what kind of condition do you treat? In other words, what does the treatment look like for children with this condition? Yeah, um, there's a lot of condition that we see. The first one, children who are having cerebral palsy. Children who are having cerebral palsy, they always have problem with their communication, swallowing, and their physical difficulties. Cerebral means brain. Palsy means like paralysis or like um, uh, paralysis means like uh, lameness of the brain, okay? So when these children come to us, we know like they have problem with communication, definitely. Then another children that we see, another condition that we see is uh, Down syndrome. We know Down syndrome very well, how they are and the difficulty they have. They have problem with communication, problem with learning, and also problem with with uh, other diseases or other medical conditions that they present with. We also have children with learning difficulty. We also see them. We also have children with, um, with autism. 
autism spectrum disorder, we also see those children. They have problem with communication. They have problem with social interaction skills and behavioral behavioral skills. They have problem with those. And we also have children with uh, stammering. We have children also with uh, speech difficulty. We have children with language difficulty. We have children with feeding and swallowing. So even adults, we do see them. Basically, as I said, like language, you don't give medication to treat. Okay, language it is just built. It is inert. Start from the from the home when the child is still in the home. When a child is in the home, you talk. The parent is talking. The child is kicking, excited. Why? Because he's listening to what you're saying. Okay, they're already understanding. When they come out, the first communication that they give is crying to show you that they understand. They have come to a new environment. Okay. They are the, the communication we develop. They start bubbling. Ba, 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 ma, 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 ta, ta, ta. Then from there, it will come to one word. At the age of one year, we expect the child to have one, one word. Or even two, some of the children who are quick in development. So two years, the child should be having two or three words. But when a child is not doing this, then we know that this child has a problem with communication, language, and speech. And definitely the children with this, they move together with learning difficulties. Thank you so much. Very interesting. I know a lot of parents would really want to seek for some of the help from you. You've mentioned a lot of conditions that uh, I also didn't know that you do treat. Uh, things to do with autism spectrum disorder. Uh, we also work with such uh, learners, at least what we do and what we've always been telling the people that we work with, teachers and parents we meet. At Backup Uganda, we don't provide the therapy for that. We, de we don't diagnose kids uh, with all those conditions, but what we do we seek for areas where we can refer these people. I'm very happy that at least uh, doctor is around in Gulu. And towards the end of our episode, he's going to tell us where you can find him or where you can find uh, the hospital for all whatever he has mentioned or all the conditions he has mentioned. But before I, I continue, I wanted to ask doctor, he talked of learning disabilities. I, I don't know if you'd treat all the learning disabilities, all their specifics. Of course, I know learning disabilities, uh, autism could be one of them. I don't know if there are other areas of learning disabilities that you also treat besides autism spectrum disorder and the other conditions you mentioned. Yeah, uh, thank you so much for that question. If we put learning difficulties, there's a lot of things that have been embedded there, right? We have children who have problem with reading, dyslexia, have problem, uh, have children who have problem with uh, hearing. We have also problem with children who have problem with understanding the details of the conversation. So there's a lot of things that I could say it is embedded in learning difficulty. So we pick these children just like the way they are. When we do the assessment, we find out what is their major, major problem. If we find their major problem, then we see which one should we prioritize to work with to help this child in his or her environment. So we deal with it specifically to help that child. Then we move on another one, just like that, like that. So we see these children. They come up, some are improved. Those who are consistent with therapy, they will improve. 
others who are not, sometimes they might not find a lot of help. So we need just to refer to teachers, like um, especially need schools to get more environment that stimulate them. Okay. Thank you so much for sharing that. Our parents who will be listening to this episode will will really understand well and please if you have a child with these conditions this is where you can get help doctor we know we're about to finish this i wanted you to help us share with us a success story that has ever happened i know you've met a lot of patients you've met a lot of kids who have been brought with this condition. Could you please share with us your success story and maybe leave out the names for now? Thank you so much. It's a good question, but I'm going to be laconic about this because this is, uh, this is my sixth year in practice. So I've been seeing these success stories. How does really make us happy? I've worked in a hospital, an organization that deals specifically with children with disability, that is COSU. It is in Entebbe for three years. Uh, now I've come to Gulu. This is also my third year in Gulu, three years. So I'm going to talk about the success that I've experienced in Gulu here. We had these children, about three or four of them, who have come to the clinic. These children was having a cerebral palsy, CP. So they came in when he was not feeding. He has lost weight. He was not communicating. He was not walking. So the parents were really desperate because they have moved different places and they could not want get the help that they want. The only thing they get is medication. So when they came in, we did our assessment. We prioritized. This child has communication problem, speech and language, and also feeding problem. So which one should we start with? We prioritized feeding. When Bado we did that, we did therapy. And this child improved on feeding. He started feeding well. He gained weight. Then we said, okay. Because feeding, speech and feeding, they work together because they, they share the same organs. So we started improving on that. On the basis of his eating well, his feeding well, we also improve his speech. As for now, he's a strong boy. He's going to school. He's talking. Okay? He's walking. However much it is not very well, but he's walking. So the parents are very happy. Another one, a group of children, this Down syndrome. We started seeing them. In 2020, we started seeing them in group. Then 2021, we brought them together, started seeing them one by one. But as I talk right now, majority are communicating. They have words. The parents are happy. You know, it's just it's just like a miracle to them because they thought like these children could not talk. They thought like these children could not settle. But we said like, no, they will. When you do what we have told you, when you bring them to the clinic where we work with them. You persistent, you will see improvement. So these children, their parents are very happy. They are communicating. And other children, a lot in the group. So those are the small, those are the success stories that I can share. Thank you so much. This is really very amazing. And, and I'm also very delighted that we've gotten this chance to discuss about all these conditions that a lot of times parents come to us and we failed to get where to refer them. But this is really a blessing that we have had this chance to, to meet the doctor and share all these kind of conditions that we meet with our learners, with our kids in communities, and also 
parents. Now, something that I wanted to ask, or I know our parents would also want to know, is um, when should parents come and look for your help? In other words, I know they are already parents after listening to this episode. They will be very, very eager to come and look for you. So when should parents come and look for your help? I'm also going to be brief with that. Um, we said like, early intervention heals good prognosis. I'm going to explain. When you bring a child early enough, this child is bound to have what? Good improvement or good outcomes of their therapy. It's just like any other condition. When you start, when you detect a cancer very early and they started treating, you bound to what? To get to be successful in your treatment. So it's the same thing when you bring a child very early and you bring a child late. There will be what difference. Children who are being brought very early on treatment, they have good prognosis. They improve better, if I'm to say, than those one who have been brought late. But I'm encouraging all the parents to bring the children at whatever age. But it's good. That's why we always, always emphasize you have to be close to your children. Talk to a child from birth, when they're still in home, when they come out, talk to them. When you're very close to them, when you talk to them, you play with them, you sing to them, you'll understand their problem and you'll detect any, what, any disability or any difficulty they have. Then you'll look for what? For help early enough and that child is going to get what? To get improvement or success early enough also. So that is briefly what I can say. So when you detect a child, at eight months, the child is not saying, maybe he's not bubbling. At one year, the child is not saying a word. Then you need to look for help immediately. Thank you so much. And this is something that we've always told parents, that the first school for our children is home. And that means our parents, you have a very big role to play pertaining your children's growth. Just like the doctor said, please, you are the best, best people to help the doctors as well. Of course, when you bring a child to, to hospitals or to a physiotherapist, trust me, they are, not, they are going to ask you as a parent, what is the problem with your child? So you'll have to explain from the time the child was born, actually from the time the child was growing in your womb. And that will help the doctor to really give correct treatment to your child. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that, doctor. This is the last bit of our question. What would you like to say to our parents and the teachers who are listening to this episode? Because I know they are mostly the people who, who have time with these children. I know parents, of course, give birth to kids. And then with our teachers, these kids go to schools. And sometimes our parents send these children to the teachers and make sure that it's the task for the teachers to identify what these kids are struggling with. So what would you like to tell parents and the teachers who are listening to this episode. Thank you. Let me start with parents. Parents, I know always when they have problems, they tend to be so down. They mourn for the problem for long. It is inert. It is natural. But I would like to say like, when a child has disability, when a child is having a problem, please, let us not mourn so much for long. 
let's look for help. Okay? Try to get to know what is the problem with the child. And if you learn what is the problem with the child, how can I help this child? So the way, the ways you're going to help the children or the child should be more important than the problem with the child. Okay? So don't hide a child with disability or a child with problem. Don't hide. Bring it out. Expose this child out so that you can get help. Because when you eat this child inside the house, you're not taking the child to school. Who will know about the child? Who will give you the good advice? You will die with the stress, with the depression alone. And you not you end up not helping the child. So as a parent, bring out a child with disability, expose the child, the community, so that they give you different feedback. I know you'll get different reaction, mix. Others are degrading, others will empower you. Take the one which will empower you and keep on pushing for help for these children. Okay? Then I will also say, like, send these children to school. You are sending the brothers and the sisters to school and this child is at home. He feels bad. She feels bad. Send this child to their school, get a special needs school, or take it to the nearby nursery school, and you get you might get somebody who will give you a good advice from there. Okay? So that is all. The few advice that I can give the parent. Then teachers, when a child has disability, try to take your time to know this child better. Okay? Don't move with the, the rest because they're picking up very well, they're doing well, they're understanding you, but try to get to understand the integrity. What is the difficulty with this child? And how can I modify my environment to shoot this child? And how can this child environment be modified to shoot my work? In that one, you look for more help, for more techniques to work with these children. Now to the rest of the community, let us not point fingers a lot. Okay? Because it will not help, it will not change. Let's try to find a way of helping these children. Let us be their advocates instead of stigmatizing them. Okay? Because when you advocate for them, when you love them, you'll bring more positive impact to their life, to the life of the family, and even you, the community. So that is the only advice I can give. Thank you so, so much, Doctor. How can the parents or our listeners get to, to you? I mean, uh, after someone has listened, they would want to immediately run to where you are. How can they get you? Where are you located? Something of that kind. Thank you so much. As in our introduction, we are under non-organization NGO. We are non-profit and we are located at St. Philip. The, the name that we are using is Faith, Audiology and Speed Therapy Organization. Or fast, you can just put it fast. When you come to St. Philip Health Center too, you'll find us. But I'm also throwing it back to other organizations. The first one is now backup. You have to try to spread this good news to parents. When they bring children with this kind of difficulty or disability, you have to refer. You have to be our referral source. And we have also to be your referral source. When you know these children are having learning difficulty, you can go to backup and they will refer you more. So I think that is how we should do it. We have to tell this parent where we are located, as the organization, as an individual who are listening to this. Try to say like, go to St. Philip, you will get this kind of help. Go to St. Philip, you will get these doctors, you will get these specialists there. Okay? 
we had St. Philip Health Center too, but in future if we change the location, still we shall be able to identify ourselves to the community so that they can be able to allocate where we are. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Isaac, for sharing with us uh, such a wonderful information. And to our listeners, this has helped us know really a lot of times as Backup Uganda, we do trainings and parents do ask us questions. I have this child with this condition. Where can we go? Now we are realized that we have doctors who can really help our children with all these conditions that you have had in this podcast. Just as Backup Uganda, we always say every child counts or, or every child can learn. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Every Child Can Learn. Please share your thoughts with us. Join the conversation on Facebook or send your questions to 0772-630078. Do you want to learn more about Backup Uganda and stay updated about our activities? Check our website on www.backupuganda.org and follow us on Facebook Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn.